And the Academy Award for Best Podcast goes to Stamp Show here today. Oh, oh my. I would like to thank Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. I would also like to thank our great group, including Engineer Tom, Expert Scott, and lovely host Don. I'd also like to thank my mother and my father. And wait, 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 wait. There's, uh, there's been a, a little bit of a mistake here. Um, the actual winner is Moonlight. Sorry. You have to go. No, seriously. It was a mistake. You didn't win. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Oh, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan Or from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together Welcome to Stamp Show here today, episode 114 I am Cash and a spoiler alert There are only 49 shades of grey I'm Scott, and mountains aren't just funny, they're hilarious. (sighs) Bite me. (laughs) (laughs) I said, bite me. I don't have that sound effect. (laughs) Yes! Yes! This is Tom. I don't know. It's such a bad joke. My father has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the L.A. Zoo. <laughs> I liked it. And give myself crickets. <laughs> well, well deserved. You put it in there. Of course you like it. <laughs> well, then those crickets were both for Tom. And me, they were really for cash. Mm. My, aren't we touchy today? And I'm your host and table maiden, Dawn. This week, we have a very important discussion on the Stamp Show Here Today mascot. Also, the 72nd year anniversary since the Battle of Iwo Jima. But first, a shout out to Lawrence Haber and Robert Benninghoff, who exhibited at Arapex and won awards for their exhibits. Congratulations. And did you know they were also co-inventors of the tube sock? <sighs> we need a face palm sound effect. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Robert also won the PSC It's Not Just Stamps Award for telling the story of the 1916 to 1921 Irish independence with stamps. We love the story behind the stamps and congratulations on the award. 
Yeah, I saw it. That was a really neat exhibit, too. You saw it, too, right? Absolutely. Oh, it was great. It was the judges thought it was a neat exhibit, too. Mm-hmm. They gave it an award. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they the, produ- the producer should try and get him on the podcast. That would be awesome. I have his name. I can do a search and find out where he is. Yeah, the the judges gave... PSE didn't give the award. PSE sponsored the award. That's right. The judges gave the award. We gave them guidelines and they picked it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the guidelines were very broad. It said, whoever tells the best story. Yeah, And it did. It told a great story. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why we collect stamps. Oh, it's for uh, the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there are people out there who are looking for watermark varieties. But overall, for me, it's, you know, well, the story an, behind it. Well, as an exhibit, that doesn't tell a story. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That says, hey, this is a fly spec thing that I can show and, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, like when um, when Lotar was here, I mean, what a great story that was about that cover. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. I, I want to find one of those. Oh, I do too. Whether it's real or not, and I think it's real. I, I like the story. I, I find the story that it's real more compelling than the story that it was done after the fact. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can actually see these people who were collectors running around dodging bombs mm-hmm. and, and falling debris to just to service a cover because, let's face it, stamp collectors are nutty. Well, <laughs> and, yeah. and they would actually do this sort of thing. That's what makes it so believable. But on the other side, they actually weren't, you know, the artillery and everything was still a ways away. It wasn't like bombs oh. were falling. I understand that. It's but like it was how on many the horizon. Times, how many times had Berlin been bombed before yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, there would, would have been rubble everywhere. Yeah. No, you, bombs weren't falling. The entire city of Berlin was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can totally understand that, you know, you wouldn't want to go outside and take a chance that a bomb was going to fall while you were running across Berlin. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, if there's an air raid siren, I'm not going to service covers. But, you know, if I <laughs> if I hear artillery going off, you know, 100 miles away, it's like, ah, this sucks. But I am a stamp collector. <laughs> mm. well, and there is a new issue that just came out. Yeah, there's you're, you're, there's you're, nothing you're, like going to the post office, getting your stuff serviced, getting halfway to the next post office, and all of a sudden here comes... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think it was that close. I, 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 You know, everybody in Berlin was probably taking their lives in their hands, but I don't think... Just by were, staying there. Yeah, just by mm-hmm. staying there. But I don't think that it was, you know, we're a weird bunch of people. <laughs> and we do crazy stuff. Yep. Um, before we continue with the stamp stuff, there is an important development. The Stamp Show Here Today mascot. We have a mascot? Bokthor. Bokthor. Wait a minute. Bokthor is Viking Chicken G-Clay. The the Viking Chicken G-Clay. Oh, so you named him. That's always been his name. He's had his name for, like, when I was here the first time for the first episodes. And it's not Bokthor. It's actually Bokthor. (laughs) Wow. You have to put the chicken accent on it. Yeah, but I've heard about the tardigrade, or by its cooler name, the water bear. Ooh. It is an indestructible eight-legged little cutie that lives in, well, just about anywhere. And you can't kill these things, or at least it's almost impossible to. Mm Mm-hmm. I read up the same thing. 
I'm challenging it to a duel with Boxor. Oh, <laughs> Water Bear don't care. <laughs> Look at Bokthor. I don't think he gives a damn either. <laughs> yeah, but Bokthor Bok wouldn't survive in the. I, I want to keep the chicken, but realistically, if it was an outer space battle, Tardigrade has it all over the Bokthor. Oh, hands down. Yeah, it can survive the vacuum of space. I mean, really? It, can... it can survive. Um, Freezing temperatures. Well, they've only tested it up to minus 150 degrees Celsius or minus 200, <laughs> something like that. Oh, Space darn. is actually a lot colder than no, that. No, they did. They they put them on one of the, um, when they released them in space. Yeah, out of well, the. Uh, they and they had them? them out there for a week. How, I don't know. I don't these know. things are microscopic. How if you release well, it into space, how are you going to find the stupid thing? I was wondering the same I thing, was, but they're not microscopic. You can see them with your eyes. Mm -hmm. They're about the half the size of a period, which is, it, it, it looks like a little speck of sand, but. Is that a 30 point period, a 10 point period? I think, I think they. Times New Roman, I think Ariel. I, we do not, we, we. We do not discriminate. We, we do Helvetia. That's it. Although Gamond has a very, very high calling on the pod show, the podcast. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? I agree. Shouldn't change our, shouldn't change our mascot. I'm filing an official protest. <sighs> but tardigrades are awesome. But Bokthor was all me. Bokthor's uh, chickens are awesome. So are tardigrades. Well, we will have a vote. Excellent idea. <laughs> Send us your votes, and in three weeks we'll, we will announce the winner. Yeah, do it on Facebook. Go on yes. Facebook to Stamp Show here today and either vote Tardigrade or Chicken. Bokthor has a song. I don't care if Tardigrade can... Doesn't Tardigrade have a song, too? Live in, live in well, the vacuum you, of space. Well, he doesn't have... One. <laughs> hold, hold on, though. Techno chicken. Tardigrade hasn't been on a stamp yet, either. Although, it could have been on a lot of stamps. Every time you see moss on a stamp, there could be tardigrades in it. Maybe they eat stamps, and that should be a bad thing for a stamp show podcast. No, no actually, they don't. They, they, eat, they eat algae. Yeah. And moss. Moss and algae. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think grows in tropical environments? Moss and algae. <laughs> Have you ever seen a tropicalized gum on a stamp? Covered with tardigrades? Possibly. <laughs> you never know. I have never seen a chicken on the back of a stamp. On the back? <laughs> on How the many have you seen on the front? <laughs> Quite a few. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> well, I invite all listeners to pull up Water Bear or Tardigrade, spelled T-A-R-D-I-G-R-A-D-E, on the YouTubes. Tell us on Facebook if this isn't the coolest mascot this show can have. Or tell us that you'd like to keep it as a chicken. I like the idea you had before when from... Uh, wow, what's that show that we just did in <laughs> January? Orco Expo. Orco Expo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poison Dart Frog. Oh, yeah. Oh, Aileen's Poison Aileen. Dart Frog. Okay, mm -hmm. so... Uh, Let's throw a poison dart frog into the voting, too. You can have the poison dart frog, which was... What country was that stamp from? I don't know which Ecuador, country that I think particular was. stamp was from. Yeah. Well, you can do a search for a poison dart frog. And support 
the podcast by voting for poison dart frog, chicken, or water bears. So, Don, are you giving up dragons for water bears? No. <laughs> well, actually, uh, she looks at him incredulously. What? Give up my dragons? I think not. <laughs> My dragons. Well, then you should get your story straight. Do you want... No, I think it should be the... The tardigrade should be the mascot, but... Dragon. <laughs> tardigrade should be the mascot, yet... We have a statue of a dragon sitting on the table. We have a tin-type sign <laughs> with a chicken... Cock. Cock. <laughs> On the table. <laughs> oh, that sounded so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and a chicken hanging on the wall. Cash, get your a Viking off the chicken. Table. Oh, <laughs> I think you're gonna have to edit that you're one gonna, out. You're gonna... <laughs> Sorry, you just, <laughs> you just dropped it there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying that. This year I'm going to have fun because Wait, stop it isn't the year of the chick rooster, it's the year of the cock. You will edit that out. I think <laughs> yes. I think what you I think what you need to do is once Dawn can compose herself. Yes. <laughs> if <laughs> I think she's broken again. Yes, yes. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm crying. <laughs> it was just so... <laughs> the table with that. I <laughs> oh, that is so getting edited out. Oh god, makeup. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. Moving right along. How happy is Scott? He loves it when I get broke. <laughs> it's my goal. Mm -hmm. Every week. Yeah. Well played, this one. <laughs> Very well played. Now it's time for the Stamp Show Here Today Museum Contribution. This week, we have Scott's 929, the 1945 three-cent green Iwo Jima stamp. The invasion of Iwo Jima began on February 19, 1945, 72 years ago. It continued to March 27, 1945. The battle was a major initiative of the Pacific Campaign of World War II. The Marine invasion, known as Operation Detachment, was charged with capturing the airfields on the island, which up until then were used to attack American bombing missions against Japan. Once the bases were secured, they could also be of use in an invasion of Japan. The battle was marked by some of the fiercest fighting of the war. The battle was technically the first U.S. attack on the Japanese homeland, and the Imperial soldiers defended their positions tenaciously. Of the 21,000 Japanese soldiers present at the beginning of the battle, over 19,000 were killed and only 1,083 taken prisoner. Only about 6% captured. Yeah, the math is a little bit off, but... They fought until they couldn't fight anymore, basically. Well, it's a good thing they weren't tardigrades. <laughs> Those things are impossible to kill. That's right. Yeah. 
One of the first objectives after landing on the beachhead was t the taking of Mount Suribachi because of its strategic location. There were two flag raisings on Suribachi and the three cent stamp shows the second one in which Joe Rosenthal photographed six Marines raising the United States flag on February 23rd. The picture was extremely popular and won the Pulitzer Prize for photography that same year, as well as being used on this stamp. It is regarded as one of the most significant and recognizable images of the war, not to mention just in general. I mean, you mentioned, you say Iwo Jima, you have a visual of that, of the flag raising. I think it's also, the stamp is really cool because they changed the color to green. So it isn't a black and white, it's green. And I just picture the stamp more than the photograph. I think that the stamp is, has such a really great, outstanding picture to it. And there's also statues. Yeah. That, um, suffice it to say, this battle was very bloody. It ended on March 27th, and the stamp was issued July 11th, which is about a three-and-a-half-month turnaround time. And they did a fantastic job. Really fantastic. Mm -hmm. That was back in the day when they didn't know what red tape was in the government. This is the most valuable modern commemorative stamp, which beat out the baseball stamp last year with a grade 100 selling for $300 versus $225 for the baseball stamp uh, through H.R. Harmer. Yep, it sold at auction, so. I believe there was also one or two others that sold for quite a bit more than the $300 mark privately. Mm. It's mm. interesting because forever the baseball stamp was worth more because of the crossover of sports. Um, yeah, but this has a crossover of militaria. Exactly, mm -hmm. and it's cool-looking stamp, and it it kind of almost doubled it. I think, I think the last one sold for close to four hundred. Which I, baseball stamp? Oh, the um, what's the number? Eight fifty-five. Eight fifty-five. Three cent baseball stamp. It it actually is uh, kids playing. It's the baseball. centennial of the baseball. The yeah. centennial of the invention of the game of baseball. And it was issued in forty-seven, I think, right? Um, not paused. No, it's going to be earlier than earlier than this stamp. Oh, you're right. Forty-five. So before nineteen forty-five. Right. Yeah, I wish they did stamps like that today. I mean. It, it, both the baseball stamp and the Iwo Jima stamp are really, really good, and they turned around quick. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which, by the way, the new Lin's Bowl is coming out. Um, did anybody see that yet? I've got it at home. I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah, Coming out or it came out? It came out. They announced you can send in your ballots. No. Yeah, they had a little ballot in the one oh, that oh, I you're saw. Oh, you're talking about the Linz poll. I was thinking something else. Yeah, the Linz poll for uh, you, the best stamp designs. Oh, yeah. Which, <laughs> I, I want The Linz poll, not Cash's poll. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Breaking news. A new format of the five-cent grape stamp is coming out. Not a coil, but perforated on all four sides. You can vote for the grape stamp on the Linz poll. Ah. Ah, yes. Now, realistically, what was the best stamp you thought last year? You know, I'm... Don't say the grape stamp. Not looking at all of them, but uh, I'd have to go with Pluto. Yeah, I actually like the um, priority mail, the high value ones. Well, those are always a contender. 
but uh, I I kind of like the more realistic look of the Pluto. Yeah, that thing did a great job on yeah. Pluto. That and was I got, a good one. And I got one autographed. That makes yours even more awesome. Yes. Yeah, people, if you go to the Facebook, you'll be able to see my Pluto souvenir sheet uh, signed by Neil deGrasse Tyson. With Neil deGrasse Tyson telling you to get over it. (laughs) I just love that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I do want to bring up one thing that totally slipped my mind. The Black Heritage stamp for Richard Allen. They... It's a drawing because they didn't have a picture of him. Okay. Why didn't they draw a better picture? This looks like, okay, you know, this, this looks actually like, looks like it was done. Uh, like a period piece. In a, yeah. Okay, so it's a period piece. It, it still says nothing about the person. It's like Richard Allen. Uh, Black Heritage. Black Heritage. So you look at it and you go, oh, he was a really crummy artist. <laughs> it's like no he wasn't <laughs> okay you make a point there yeah it's like okay that's yeah okay looks like he's old timey and stuff but who was he yeah yeah there, there's no indication of who he was what he did why he's being honored mm-hmm. other than the fact that his skin is not white mm-hmm. i mean that is the entire uh, you can't tell anything from this stamp so why bother yeah it's the same thing with the height stamp you know old lady wearing pearls Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say purple dress, but uh, I like the pearls better after hearing what Lotar said about p- pearls and old people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh oh. Don't, don't tell my wife she likes pearls. No, oh. she does. <laughs> I know a guy. I, you know a guy too. I know a guy. I know a guy named Lotar. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of nice shiny things and pearls. Yes. And they came out with the pets sheet, which there may be, has it been recorded yet? The item that we got on our desk. Everybody go out and look at your pets sheets. There is an imperf between variety, which uh, might be just discovered. And that's going to be something cool. And the you know, there's no tardigrade on the pet sheet. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have. I'm going here again, but why do they just look like photographs and just, that's just it and not even good ones. What, for the pets? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we could have zazzled this and probably done a better job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the horse is just a horse head. Yeah. You could have shown a really neat picture of a horse, you know, doing dressage or jumping or something like that. Yeah. The dog is a cute dog head. You know, the cat's a cute cat head. It's hard to get uncute cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. But then you have a rabbit. Yeah, they... they Or the snake. I mean, you could make that so way cool. Oh, yeah. It is. It's just... it's. Well, what about the trucks? Same sort of thing. Yeah, that then that's what I was complaining about there, too. It's like, okay, truck, shadow. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. You know, I don't know, borders or something, you know, just something to make it interesting. Well, you know, one thing that they did, you know, one thing they did is the moon sheet. It has 10 stamps of the moon on it. Uh-huh. Why didn't they show different phases of the moon? I mean, it's 10 identical stamps on a sheet. They could have made that sheet look much, much neater. Yeah, it because... It, it, 
It, it looks like somebody's coin collection. Actually, when I first saw it, <laughs> I didn't know. I'll give you that one. I didn't does. know it was <laughs> it moon. I thought it was gold coins. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It looks like a coin collection. Yeah, because they're gold. They're not like moon colored. Mm hmm. And then on the bottom, it says the moon. And then it has like grass on the bottom. Like mm -hmm. you're standing out in the field staring at 10 moons in the sky. Which all if you're doing that. I want to go to that planet. Yeah, all, exactly. All perfectly spaced. Yeah, all perfectly <laughs> spaced apart. <laughs> well, those um, those exoplanets. Oh, yeah. There's that. I, mean, they, I guess they have, they're like seven planets. They're all in a row. Yeah. You can like see them from each. It's it's a trip. Yeah, guys, uh, do a search for, uh, go to Google's and uh, type in exoplanets. There is a, well, you should there's have, some neat you, stuff. You should have seen their Google Doodle yesterday. We did. That was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then I looked that up. Well, NASA, I looked at NASA's press release on that. That is really, that's yep. an amazing. So we get emails. So summon the answer squad. Our first email is from Tony, who writes, Hi, I'm the fairly new dealer on eBay. I'd like to get a quick 15-second mention of my site name and a blurb that, quote, You can find exciting 19th and 20th century mint and used U.S. auctions starting at $1.99 each week at www.barneystamps.com. That's barneystamps.com. Read, uh, read that again. That was uh, just, just, just terrible. Just terrible. All right. <laughs> is that eBay or is that dot .com? It's a redirect. It's a redirect. No, that's what oh, I did. Okay. I typed in barneystamps.com in the website, and it didn't go to barneystamps. It went to stores.ebay.com. Oh, okay. So it's he's he's got the domain, right? but mm -hmm. he's using eBay at his, as his domain. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Like if you go to pscstamp.com and click on any link, it takes you to gradingmatters.com. Just a forward. Yep. All right. Let me try and do this without totally screwing it up. Our first email is from Tony who writes, Hi, I'm the fairly new dealer on eBay. I'd like to get a quick 15-second mention of my site name and a blurb that, quote, you can find exciting 19th and 20th century mint and used U.S. auctions starting at $1.99 each week at www.barneystamps.com. That's barneystamps.com, unquote. So how much do we charge them? Um, the Super Bowl, I know, charges $5 million for an ad. That's for a 30 second ad. So 15 seconds would be two and a half million. Two and a half million dollars. Because we, we probably are more popular than people who watch the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, we're more we're popular more than more the people. More popular than yes. the people, yeah, but I'm not sure we're more popular <laughs> than the Super Bowl itself. <laughs> what do you think, Don? I think I just want to go to Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We will get back to you. Barneystamps.com on eBay with Barney spelled with an E-Y and no spaces. Our second email is from friend of the show, Patrick Reedy. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. I would like to suggest an episode on what is needed to get started with attending stamp auctions for the first timers. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh-huh. Yeah. Such as what is needed to register, providing references, attending, and bidding. What things a newbie might not know but need to know? 
I would like to attend and possibly bid at a live stamp auction here in New York City. Do not know how to get started. Okay, this I think this is a really good idea. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were discussing, after we got this uh, email, we were discussing on possibly doing basically a boxing video. And for those who don't know, boxing video is not people hitting each other. It's opening Bummer. boxes. <laughs> and we were going to go to a, the next H.R. Harmer auction, actually open up a box, go through it, value it, and sort of do like a uh, uh, storage wars. And we would do it, on, you know, we'd show it on YouTube. <clears throat> and uh, then we'd also discuss it here. But uh, I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, but to answer Patrick's question, uh, yeah, you have to register with the auction firm. Generally, you call uh, sometimes. Well, you, you can just show up, and they'll give you a bidder number. But generally, they require a credit card or something like. Just like when you're checking into a hotel, they wanna they want to be able to verify that you can pay for stuff that you bid on, and then. Uh, if you're doing it on something across the internet, like on Stamp Auction Network, uh, basically what you do is you go in and you say, I want to bid at this auction house. And then Stamp Auction Network uh, sends their uh, request to the auction company. And when you provide a, a reference, it's a philatelic reference. If you're an APS member, you can just provide your APS number, and that's generally enough. If you or other auctions, of course, absolutely. Other auctions you bid in uh, can be used as a reference. You can use your favorite dealer. Yep, they want um, to make sure they get paid. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah, they're basically making sure that you're not a deadbeat and gonna take the stamps and not pay them. Or, well, they're not going to give you the stamps before it. They right. want to make sure that you don't sit there and bid something up to a million dollars and then disappear and and not pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. With you won't get the stamps before you pay, generally, unless they know you, uh, and they can know you either personally or through being a good customer. Right. And then there are times when they would send them out and bill you. Mm-hmm. But um, generally, if you've never done business with them and you don't have any personal relationships with any anybody there, they wait for the payment to come before they send out your items. Yep. And then you also have to deal with large items. Those right. are hard to ship. You should be there to pick them up. Then you should, you know, when we go through it, it's like, how do you value it? Then while the, the interesting thing is while you're on the floor and the bid is $100, it's not $100. It's 115 because you have to pay the tip. You have to pay the buyer's uh, premium. Yes, there's a buyer's premium. So you have to do real quick math. You're at three hundred bucks. You're not actually at three hundred dollars. You're at three forty five. Exactly. So when you when you view an auction, looking reviewing the lots before you go in, and you can show up at the auction and they'll have a viewing area and you can actually look at the actual lot. Yep. Prior to bidding on it, and you go through and you say, I don't like these stamps. I like these stamps. And so you decide, I'm willing to pay this much money for this lot. Well, that then becomes, if if you would pay $1,000 for the lot, now you have to figure, okay, for my $1,000, if I would not pay any more than $1,000, that's going to include taxes, that's going to include shipping, that's going to include the buyer's premium, mm-hmm. 
that's going to include all that. So now you have to go back and do math and subtract all that out and say, okay, well, now my maximum bid can be $775. Right. Uh, and that will get me my lot for $1,000 or less. Yep. And so you have to do that math, and hopefully your bid is competitive. Oh, I so much want to do this. I I mean, this I could so see the bid comes up and you bid. to And just how you bid. I mean, it's you, Absolutely. you hold up a card. You don't sit there and go, hey, over here, I bid $225. No, it's it's... You, you don't go, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, some, some auctions, you actually hold your paddle up so that the auctioneer can see it. Other auctions, you just raise your hand, and then at the end, when he says you've won, you show him your paddle. Right. There's, there's different- They don't like those. Different different auctions have different etiquettes. Yeah. Their stamp auctions are built for speed. They want to see the number, and then boom, you're out of there. Hey. I mean, they're, they're trying to do- uh, 300 lots an hour and you don't get that by ha having people talking and raising hands and stuff like that well don't they also do some of this stuff online oh yeah oh they online they bidding hate, actually slows yeah down they the, hate online bidders mm -hmm. well they love them and they hate them they yeah. love them because they're raising the price obviously but they hate them because the lag time instead of a bid literally taking a second maybe even half a second you may have a five second, 10 second delay on the internet. And on a slow con uh, connection, you might have a 15 second. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're getting. Well, if you have two big people in the room, the auctioneer can go 100, 150, 200, 250, 300, 350, 350. Right. And you can just go up that fast. Whereas if you're waiting on the internet, it's 100. Uh, Wait for uh, the person to uh, reply. One, do, 150. Do, yeah. Two hundred. It's literally that slow when yeah. you're bidding on the internet, so it really slows down the auction. The auctioneers hate that, but, but they like getting more money. Well, they the like getting more the, money with the latency on the internet too. Is you know it's one hundred. You put in one ten and send it. By the time they receive it, they could already be at one fifty. Oh, it, a lot of times it is. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot, lot of times it. A is. lot of times it, it does jump early on, and then it'll kind of settle out. And they have to wait for that latency every single lot. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Oh, we could totally do a complete, you know, one or two episodes just on auctions alone. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it would be like, yeah, I am so looking forward to the next stage of Harmer and us taking a camera in there. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid. Uh, go ahead, contact the auction firm ahead of schedule. Go ahead and, you know, get some time in there. If you've got an, a lot identified you want to bid on, Go ahead and and get your get your butt into the viewing room and take a look at the lot. It you know maybe it's the right lot for you, but maybe it's not. So maybe have some backups so you can look at a bunch of lots while you're there. Weed them out. Okay, this is my high priority. Oh, These yeah. are my low priority. So you know if you don't get those ones that are high priority, you move on to the next ones, and you might get something because. You, you never know. The high-priority ones may be everybody's high-priority, yeah. and you're just going to get bid right out of town, which happens a lot. Mm -hmm. But sometimes on your lower-priority items, you know, sometimes you're the only bidder, and you get it for really cheap. So that's always a good thing. Yep. So, yeah, I think I think we should have a, a, an auction yeah. episode here mm -hmm. sometime soon. But I hope that helps, Patrick, and I hope you get to an auction soon. 
We would like to thank the following for information used in this podcast. Wikipedia, the YouTubes, and the Things You Should Know podcast. And Barney'sStamps.com on eBay with Barney spelled with an E-Y and no spaces. Uh, where's our two and a half million bucks? Oh, and you should mention two S's. Yes. Barney's Barney's Stamps. stamps. Also, we invite you to check out StampFinder.com, the Bloomberg of philately with great information on the stamps of the world and their values. Thank you for joining us for episode 114. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show here today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaperatgradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Hi, this is Bob Prager with Gary Poser Incorporated, and we're in Long Island, New York, and New Jersey, and our philosophy at Gary Poser Incorporated is this. We would rather pay very fair prices on 9 out of 10 collections that we look at versus trying to just offer very low prices on 1 out of 2 and making a big score. That's never our philosophy. So if you want to be treated fairly, please give us a call anytime at 800-323-4279. And again, my name is Bob Prager.